Welcome back. Living the good life. Heard coast to coast. Man, this show is turning out to be awesome yet again. And uh, we're going to move on to another great segment here. Guest Christopher Lee, MD. That's ChrisLeeMD.com. The great orthopedic surgeon out of Southern California, or particularly Burbank, California. How you doing, Doc? Good. How are you? Thanks for, thanks for having me on. As always, we love it, and um, it's good to have you on. I mean, uh, the football season 2020 is officially over. It's in the books, and I think that's, you know, as much as we miss it, 2020 is in the books. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> Can you believe they made it the whole season with no cancellation? That's I know. incredible. Yeah, it, it's just, it is incredible, and despite, you know, some of the cases that took place uh, to the players they were able to figure it out and got it done. And to be honest with you, there were more cases of just injuries than COVID um, in the NFL, thank goodness. But unfortunately, some of these injuries were crazy, um, good and and maybe not so severe, I mean, for some of these players. But we missed a lot of the big names in the season. That is for sure. That did not play from, you know, the the, the likes of Christian McCaffrey, Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. But that's football, right? Well, you know, in the beginning of the year, the first month of the season, there was a huge rash of injuries. Yeah. We really saw the effect of not having a training camp in a preseason, for better or for worse, just the, the training. It, and we see this in our weekend warriors as well. You know, when individuals go from zero to 150 miles an hour, they get injuries rather than going, you know, zero to 10, zero to 30, zero to 40 and ramping up. Yeah. So we really learned our lessons. So whereas in the beginning of the year, but then you saw later in the year, you know, it, the athletes are basically plumbing their way into shape. And we saw a, much, a huge decrease in the amount of injuries. But yeah, you know, not only where there are a lot of injuries, but there's also a lot of individuals who opted out because of the fear of COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, I mean, some of those big injuries, I mean, big names. I mean, Saquon Barkley did not play. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's Barkley, interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, we're entering uh, s- spring training for Major League Baseball and you know, uh, it looks like they're going to be playing a full season, which is great. Spring training is taking place. And, you know, the, the significance and the importance of spring training, um, or as you mentioned, preseason football, I mean, it is really important for these athletes to kind of go through their process. You know what I mean? Particularly the younger ones. Uh-huh. You could argue that a lot of the veterans, the veterans who have been through it before, they have their training regiments already. They already have their trainers at home who they work with. Yeah. But the young athletes who are just going through this for the first time, those are the ones that are really, really going to suffer without the training. You know, you know, Tom Brady doesn't need a preseason. He trains on his own. <laughs> but, you know, you have your first and second year players. Right. And without a training camp to, to learn, like, the speed of the game, to get their bodies into professional sports shape, mm-hmm. you know, that's so important for them. 
Yeah, I mean, I get that. I'm going to ask you a question in regards to a specific injury that took place last year. Um, we saw Cody Bellinger pop his shoulder out. And um, sure. although he played afterwards, um, it was interesting. And it's become kind of a storyline going into spring training for the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. He has yet to swing a baseball bat which is interesting, which was reported just the other day. Um, how significant of an injury is that? Is that maybe uh, the media kind of going a little too, uh, you know, too far with, with this? It really depends on how much damage he sustained. If you dislocate a shoulder and you tear a structure called a labrum, you know, the, the shoulder is not a true ball and socket joint. I always My analogy, it's more like a golf ball on a golf tee. Uh-huh. The socket's really, really flat. So we have this little this little ring of cartilage called the labrum, which holds the ball in the socket. If you dislocate a shoulder and you don't tear that labrum, just got a little stretch injury, about 25 to 50% of patients don't even need surgery. You can put them in a brace for about three weeks, do about three months physical therapy, and they can do well. The, the majority of athletes do need surgery, especially if it's on their dominant arm. Yeah. And that recovery for underhand activities is usually about six months, but it can be a year, year and a half until athletes are throwing well. Matt Kemp, dislocated his shoulder and tore a labrum. He started playing at a year, but he didn't play well until a year and a half, which is what we see a lot uh-huh. for our patients. However, the success rate of the surgery is very, very high. So like Cody Bellinger, you know, he'll ramp up quickly. He just gets has to get back into shape. Swinging a bat is usually not the issue with the labrum repair. It's usually throwing okay. or catching a ball over a head, either one. So he's going to be fine. Yeah, I think it was actually his left shoulder anyways. Um yeah. So and and everyone's like, oh well, he's a lefty. I'm like, no, but that's not his dominant side when he's swinging. It's usually his right, isn't it? Even dominant versus non-dominant for uh-huh. swinging is probably no big deal because swinging is mostly an underhand activity. Yeah. Shoulder dislocations bother patients and subsequent to surgery or non-op management. Uh-huh. It's really overhead. So throwing is kind of the bigger deal. Got it. I forget if he throws with his right or his left. <laughs> it's you know these guys they switch up. Right? I know. So yeah. well, uh, look at Tre- Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yeah. Lawrence tore his labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Yeah, uh-huh. he's because it's non-dominant. He's going to have surgery and he'll be ready in like four or five months because it's non-dominant. Unbelievable! This is a guy who uh, potentially should you know go number one, right? Should should go number one. Is uh, Josh Fields up in that category? Uh, we'll see. We'll see about Josh Fields. A lot of people are wondering if Josh Fields is a system quarterback. We'll see. He's certainly <laughs> talented. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, that's interesting enough, but it's, it's you know, we, we've always, we, we've constantly have talked about the importance of stretching before workouts, actually stretching before waking After. up in the morning, right? Like when you wake up in right, the morning, right, right when you, you yeah. When you wake up in the, oh, totally. When you wake up in the morning, I always, my analogy, I think I've said this before on your show, is you take a pair of jeans out of the hot dryer. Yeah. And you put them on, they're a little bit tight. Yeah. You walk a little bit, it loosens up a little bit. Right. It's a phenomenon we call creep, C-R-E-E-P. It's the same thing with your tendons. When you've been sedentary for a long period of time, those tendons and muscles shorten, then you get up and they're all tight. you got to stretch those out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But remember, stretching is most important after you work out. Before you want to warm up, before you want to do some muscle activation techniques to kind of fire the right muscles, little 10-minute warm-up, 
Yeah. 10-minute jog, 10-minute glute activation. And then after, you must stretch. Too many people work out and then just take a shower and then go eat or go to bed, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Same thing with golf. You play around the golf. What do you do? You just get in your car, go home, or go to the clubhouse back in the day and or COVID, get a beer. No, you got to stretch afterwards. You got to stretch your lower body. You got to stretch your back for sure. Got to keep your upper body loose. You got to stretch your neck, especially if you're playing golf, throwing stuff like that. Wait, you stretch after you play golf? Got to be after you work out. Absolutely, I have to. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. None of us are getting any younger. I've so. never thought so about doing it after, after a round. Golf, oh my gosh, totally! If I don't stretch after a round, I, I walk when I play. I carry my bag on my back. So. Mm-hmm. If I don't stretch after a round, you know, the next morning my back will be sore. But if I stretch my hip flexors, there's a muscle in the back called the quadratus lumborum QL. You can look up some stretches online. Mm-hmm. If I stretch those two out, and then the next morning I give a little stretch, I feel fine. I have no pain in the morning. Interesting. Well, that's that's something that people, you know, every day, the average Joe, anyone, not just the professional athlete. I mean, we're talking about just people in general. To avoid possible injury is to just put, you know, uh, stretching, make it a priority in life. Absolutely. I, I tell my runners, any repetitive overuse sport, I mean, stretching is priority, running, yeah. cycling, um, golf, where you do the same thing over and over again, it's a priority. have to do it after you work out. Um, too many people just do their workout. I always say strengthening is for performance. Your flexibility work is for injury prevention. I mean, if you look at, like, the Tom Brady stuff, the TB12, you got a 43-year-old uh, MVP for the Super Bowl. He, he sells T-shirts that say pliability. That's his motto, just maintaining that flexibility. And that's how you can have longevity. You can avoid a lot of these injuries. Um, I love how, you know, in society we've gotten into a great workout mentality. Things like Peloton, yoga, CrossFit are wonderful to get our – our, our society active again. Mm-hmm. However, we're seeing too many injuries because people just don't, have, they think they don't have time. I'd rather you cut 10 minutes out of your workout and take that 10 minutes and stretch and then you won't get injuries. You'll feel great. Brilliant advice. No doubt about it. Um, can't believe it, man. Seven, seven times now, man. Seven times. And yeah. he's going he to continue. More... Oh, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, he's coming back next year, huh? Crazy. It's crazy, you know. Look at I always gave, I gave a lot of credit to Belichick over the years, saying, "Oh, well, he probably couldn't have done it without Belichick." But you know what? I, he's doing it without him. He is the greatest of all time. You know, he is. Oh, there's no doubt. I can't believe even like four or five years, I was having debates about who is the greatest quarterback of all time. Even four or five years ago, he was already already the goat. Really? But in all reality. Oh, absolutely. You didn't think Eli absolutely. Manning had it over him then? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. Ouch. Yeah, hey, it, but, it was but, awesome. You, know, you got to think about all seven Super Bowls, or at least the six he won with the Patriots, and obviously I'm a, I'm a Boston homer. I was born and raised in Boston. Yeah. Um, Brady didn't win all of those Super Bowls. You know, his, his first one, he was, a, he was a game manager, yeah. Yeah. and there were other ones where Corey Dillon, you know, yeah, a great running game. Some of those defenses, oh my gosh, some of the defenses they had were just ridiculous. And you know the Patriots this year with no quarterback and no offense went seven and nine, and three of their best, or three out of their four best defensive players opted out due to COVID. 
And uh, you got to consider the season the Patriots had, considering they had no offense, and three out of their four best defensive players opted out. Is that what happened? I thought they just – that's good to hear. I thought they were, like, traded or something. No. Okay. Because, you know, honestly, they hit, like, the number one defense the year prior. Yeah. Okay, so maybe they'll be back. Three out of their four best defensive players opted out. All right, all right. And and nobody talks about that. No. uh, But, you know, know, obviously as a – as a Patriots homer, yeah. we were all so happy for Tom Brady just to see. I mean, he, I hate to say it, it's hard to admit, but he and Gronk just looked so happy. Like, you never saw him like that in Boston. No. But, uh, but it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. All right, well, more to come from you. Of course, uh, if you want to hear this segment and you missed it, it'll be on our podcast as well. Hey, Doc, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Hey, appreciate you. All be right. safe, everyone. Thank you. There you go. Christopher Lee, MD, board-certified orthopedic surgeon, our official orthopedic surgeon of the show. Go to chrisleemd.com. We'll be right back. 